I hear, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your word today. Thank you for the Holy Spirit who is our teacher and our guide. And we thank you that he's working mightily in this house today, in every heart and in every life. Father, I thank you that the same Holy Spirit gives me utterance today, Lord, to speak and to say what you would have me to say. Lord, I thank you for confirming your word today. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for the gifts of your Holy Spirit. Uh, Lord, we thank you for the Holy Spirit manifesting himself as he desires. We just say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place to do whatever you want to do in every heart and every life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord and uh, welcome everyone that's joining us uh, on YouTube, on our live stream. We welcome you today. We're glad you're joining us. Uh, Let's go to Jeremiah 29, verse 11 this morning. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And then in the New Living, or the New International Version, excuse me, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And then the English Standard Version. I want to read it out of that one too. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for wholeness and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. So God is thinking about you. He's thinking thoughts toward you. He's thinking thoughts toward us. He has plans for us. And they're plans for peace. They're plans and thoughts for wholeness. They're plans and thoughts to prosper us and to give us a future and a hope. When he says, the, he says thoughts of peace or plans for peace, it says peace. The the New King James says thoughts of peace. NIV says plans to prosper. English Standard says plans for wholeness. Well, which is it? Well, it's all of it. Because it's the Hebrew word shalom. And it means all of that. It means peace. It means wholeness. It means prosperity. It means nothing missing and nothing broken in your life. And those are the plans and those are the thoughts that God has for you, for you to, for you to have wholeness, for you to have prosperity, for there to be nothing missing and nothing broken in your life. Amen. You know, this thought, I think I mentioned it two Sundays ago, New Year's Day, but this thought has just been stirring in my heart since the end of, of 2022. And that's this, expect good things in 2023. Expect good things. That's how it first came to me. Expect good things in 2023. You know, I was like you, probably hearing the new, reading some of the news reports of inflation and recession and all of these things. And, you know, you listen, you listen to all of that and uh, it doesn't create much of a, a good expectation, does it? No. And, uh, but, but, then, but then the Spirit of I believe the Spirit of God. Uh, stirred in me. Expect good. Expect good things in 2023. And then as I meditated on that more and prayed into it a little bit, it it kind of crystallized or or as Brother Hagin would used to say, uh, it took shape and form 
That's the way he'd talk about praying things out. He said the more he prayed things out, it would take shape and take form. In other words, he'd see it clearly. You know, God can give you a word, but if you pray into that, then you see it more clearly. And it came this way. Expect good from the hand of God in 2023. So that's the title of our message today. Expect good from the hand of God in 2023. Amen. And so again, as I said, you know, if you're listening to the news and, and reading the news, then you're, you're, you're not going to expect much good, are you? I mean, they, and then they always sensationalize the bad news anyway, you know, and uh, that's, that seems to uh, get them more clicks and sell them more advertising. And, and so we need to focus on what God's saying, though. Amen. We need to attend to what God's saying and what, and what God is saying and what God has said that we just read is that his, it, this is his will uh, for us to prosper, for us to have peace, for us to have wholeness. And these are the plans he has for us. It wasn't just for, uh, and we're going to look at that specific situation with Israel and with the people of God, but it's his will for every generation of his people. God's will for every generation of his people is what we just read there in Jeremiah 29, 11. Amen. So that's why it's important to find out what his plans are for me. What his thoughts, the thoughts that God thinks towards me, he's written them down. They're right here. They're right here in the word. The plans that he has for me, they're right here. They're written down in his word. Amen. So it's important for me to find out what those plans are and get myself in agreement with them and begin to expect that. Amen. Instead of expecting the bad things. That the, that the news is reporting is ahead for 2023. Amen. Amen. Let's expect good from the hand of God in 2023. Amen. Amen. Because there's somebody else that has thoughts and plans for you besides God. And that's the devil, Satan. In fact, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 2 or 11, I think it's 11, 2 or 2, 11, 11, 2, I believe it is. That, or two, maybe, I think it is 2, 11. I think I got that transposed. That Satan has, it says, Paul says, we're not ignorant of his devices. The word devices there is, is in some translations, is schemes. Um, and and, and that's, his, that's his plans. That's his thoughts. The literal, the literal Greek, I believe, says thought patterns. We're not ignorant of the devil's thought patterns. He's got plans. He's got schemes. And so it's a matter, now it's not a matter of who's greater or who's going to win. We know God is greater. We know God is bigger than the devil and God is greater. But it is a matter of who we're going to give permission to in our life by, by who we're going to align with, with our thoughts and with our expectation. If we align our thoughts and if we align our expectation with the devil's schemes, with the devil's thoughts, then that's going to give him access in our life. But on, other, on the other hand, if we align our thoughts and our expectation with God and with what, with what God has said, then that's going to give God access to work in our life. Now, it's not a, it's not a real hard choice to figure out which one we want, right? Amen. But it's up to us. See, see the, here's, the, here's the way the devil's schemes work. His schemes include getting us into fear and dread and worry. To get us thinking that way and then as a result, speaking that fear and that dread and that worry, beginning to speak that out. And then that gives him an access point 
into our lives. Now, let's look at that. That's exactly what happened to Job. Look at, look at what it says here in Job. This is Job's own testimony. Look at what he says here. For the thing I what? The thing I greatly feared has come upon me and what I dreaded has happened to me. Look at that. Oh, a lot of times people blame God. Well, God gave the devil permission. God, well, well uh, Job is the one that gave the devil permission. Job says, the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. Job was living in fear. The devil had already started planting those thoughts in his mind, thoughts of fear, thoughts of worry, thoughts of dread. And he began to entertain those thoughts and he began to fear and he began to dread. You know, I'm going to lose it all. You know, I'm probably going to get sick. You know, I'm probably, my kids are probably going to die. You know, I'm probably going to lose all of this. And you know what? That was, the devil was planting those thoughts and, and that was the access point. And finally, God said, well, yeah, he's, you know, the fence is down now. The hedge is down. You've succeeded. Your scheme has worked. Same to the devil. And that's what happened. See, dread, fear and dread are the exact opposite of faith and hope. Dread is an expectation, all right, but it's an expectation of bad and evil happening. Oh, man, the economy is just going to get worse. Oh, no. You know, have you seen the price of eggs lately? Oh, no. Oh, no. What are we going to do? I'm probably not going to be able to afford groceries anymore. Oh, no. I'm probably not going to be able to afford to pay my electric bill. That's an expectation of bad and evil. But hope is an expectation of good. Amen. And God wants us to hope. Let's go back to uh, uh, this situation with Jeremiah and we'll look at the context in which he said this in Jeremiah 29, 11. He's, he's relaying what God has said. God says, I know the plans, the thoughts I think toward you, the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, plans to give you peace, plans to give you wholeness and not plans of evil, but to give you a future and a hope. This promise of good came to Jeremiah at one of the darkest times in Israel's history. The Babylonians had come in and invaded and had destroyed Jerusalem. They had destroyed the temple. The people had been carried away captive into Babylon. And yet God speaks to Jeremiah in the midst of all of this and gives him a word to create hope and to create expectation of good. Amen. And he will do the same for you. He will do the same for you in your situation. Amen. And look at what uh, Jeremiah also wrote. Not only did he write the book of Jeremiah, but he also wrote the book of Lamentations. (coughs) And the book of Lamentations is just what it says it is. He's lamenting the destruction of Jerusalem and the destruction of the temple. But right in the middle of that, God speaks to him and changes his thinking. Amen. In Lamentations 3 and verse 17, he is lamenting. He said, you've moved my soul Far from peace. That's that same word, shalom. And he said, I'm far, I'm far from peace. I'm far from prosperity. I'm far from wholeness. He says, as a matter of fact, I've forgotten pro- prosperity. What's that? I can't even remember that. That seems so far away from me. And that, you know, you may be facing some things where you say, well, 
You know, I, I mean, the blessing of God, what is that? That seems, I've forgotten that. That seems so far away from me right now. And Jeremiah was thinking that. And he said, and I said, my strength, verse 18, and I said, my strength and my hope have perished from the Lord. And then he, in verse 20, he says, my soul still remembers and sinks within me. Have you ever been there? When you, when you look at, when you survey the, the ashes and you look at, 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 you know, at, at your past failures and mistakes and sins or your hurts and, and, and things that went wrong in your past and you dwell there and you, and you remember that and you know what your soul is going to do? It's going to sink within you. You're, it's going to sink into further despair, into further depression. But then glory to God, this thing turns in the very next verse. Verse 21, he says, This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. And again, what is hope? Hope is an expectation of good. He said, I'm, I'm looking at all the destruction. I'm looking at, at all that's been lost. I'm looking at all that's gone wrong. And he said, if I'm dwelling on that, if I'm remembering that, then my soul is going to sink. But he said, but I'm going to recall some other things to my mind. It's time that you recalled some other things to your mind other than the, other than the, the despair and the failure and the, and the loss. You need to begin to recall what Jeremiah began to recall. This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. He changed his thinking. Hallelujah. What, what did he recall to his mind? Verse 22. Through the Lord's mercies, <laughs> we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. He said, wait a minute. It all looks hopeless here. But I remember, I know something about this God that we serve. And it's because of his mercies. Yeah, we suffered some loss here, but we're still here. We're still standing. And because of his mercies, we're not consumed because his compassions fail not. Hallelujah. And then he says in verse 23, they're new every morning. His mercies and his compassions, they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Hallelujah. In verse 24, the Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So because of the Lord's mercy, because of the Lord's compassion and his faithfulness, Jeremiah had a reason to hope and to expect good. Amen. Now, I don't know what 2023 is going to bring in the world. I don't know what I don't know what's going to happen in the world. But I know this. I know my heavenly father and I know that he's good. And I know that I can expect good things from him in 2023. That's what I do know. And that's what you should know. And that's what you can know. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to, let's go to Jeremiah 31. This is something else the Lord said in the midst of all of this as well. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 31, 3. It says, the Lord has appeared of old to me saying, yes, I have loved you with what? With an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. 
I've loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. That's what God was speaking to Jeremiah and to the people of God during that, during that time when it looked like that all hope was gone and all was lost. He said, I've loved you with an everlasting love and I've drawn you with my loving kindness. Again, again, I don't know what the world, what's going to happen in the world in 2023, but I know my heavenly father and I know that he loves me with an everlasting love. And I know that his loving kindness is over my life in 2023. And that's what I'm going to expect. How about you? Amen. Amen. See, our expectation is so powerful. It's so powerful, positive or negative, what we are expecting. So again, I I just want to exhort you, expect good from the hand of God in 2023. You know, don't put your expectation on the world. Don't put your expectation on the, on the economy, the world's economy. Don't put your expectation in natural things. But we can put our expectation in God. Some, you know, the psalmist said in Psalm 20, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Amen. Amen. Our expectation is in Him. Psalm 27, the psalmist said this. Psalm 27, 13. He said, I would have lost heart unless... Everybody say Unless... Unless what? Unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. This, this, the psalmist was on the verge of giving up, perhaps giving up on God. And he said, no, wait a minute. I believe that I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of of the living. I remember the Lord giving me this verse at one of the lowest points in my life and I held on to it. And I, I would have lost heart. I would have given up, but I believed. He said, no, believe. You'll see my goodness. And I began to expect that. And boy, I experienced and continue to experience the goodness of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. In the land of the living. Amen. Amen. Psalm 33, verse 5, it says, the earth is full of what? Uh, misery and evil and violence and, and injustice. Well, yeah, if you look in that direction, you can find that. But the psalmist said also, the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. It all depends on what you focus on. It all depends on what you're looking for. The earth is full. Not just have, the earth is full. God's put it in the earth. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Amen. <clears throat> so I want to encourage you uh, this morning for some things to expect. And you may have other things that you want to add to it. Number one is this. Expect to prosper in 2023. Amen. Expect to prosper. Amen. Amen. I don't, you know, the, 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 the economy, the forecast for the economy might not be good. But you expect to prosper in 2023. Amen. We're living in God's economy. Yeah. Amen. Like Curtis talked about in the offering, if we're, if we're flowing and giving and receiving, then we can expect God to supply our need according to His riches and glory. Amen? Amen. That's why He said, and, and, and uh, I like it in the Amplified as well. Uh, Philippians 4.19 in the Amplified, look at this. And my God will what? Liberally, Liberally supply, fill to the full. Curtis gave us the acoustic version. I'm giving us the electric version here. The Amplified version. We need both. Amen. 
My God will liberally supply, fill to the full your every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. According to what? According to what, according to the, what the Federal Reserve does? According to the stock market? According to who's in, who's in power and what they're doing with, you know, according to uh, the omnibus package? No, according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Now, I looked real close in my Bible, in the New King James that I use, and I'm looking real close here, and I don't see any asterisk. I don't see any little number there that, that, that takes me down to the footnotes that says, this offer only good until. Offer expired. You ever get, you know, I, sometimes I use coupons for restaurants and, you know, you have to look real close on the expiration date. And sometimes I'm getting close, get, go past that expiration date a day or two and I'll pass it on in anyway. It's like a don't ask, don't tell thing. So. <laughs> no, I don't. If it's, if it's over by a month, I throw it away. I, no, that's expired already. But if it's close and I haven't had a chance to go by there and use that, then sometimes it works. <laughs> but there's no expiration date. There's no expiration date on the promises of God. There's no asterisk that says, well, this, uh, this is only good unless this is happening in the world or this is happening in the economy or this is happening in your net. No, this is good for all time. Every situation, amen. My God will liberally supply and fill to the full your every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So expect that, expect to prosper. In 2023, that's what God said in Jeremiah. I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you. Hallelujah. Find out those plans. Agree with those plans. Expect those plans. Amen. Amen. Number two, expect to walk in good health in 2023. Expect to walk in good health in 2023. Again, here's, a, here's something that God spoke to Jeremiah during this time where he was rebuilding hope and rebuilding expectation to him. And I know this verse applies. It's talking about the city and it's talking about Jerusalem and the people of God. But you can apply it to your own health. Look at what it says here, Jeremiah 33, 6. Behold, I will bring it health and healing. I will heal them and reveal to them the abundance of peace, again, shalom, wholeness, the abundance of peace and truth. He's talking about the city. He's talking about restoration there, but you can apply it to your own physical health. That's the will of God. God says, I will. I will bring it. I will bring you health and healing. I will heal them and reveal to them the abundance of peace and truth. Praise God. What a great promise. Amen. And then we know Proverbs 4.22. For they, they what? God's words. He said early in verse 20, he said, My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Why? For their life to those who find them. And health to what? All their flesh, God's words, these words, God's words are health to all of our flesh. 
So you've got, you've got a book full of promises that is medication. And in fact, the, the literal Hebrews, the word health there is medicine to all their flesh. So it's a matter of, will you take your medicine? Will you take it? You know, it won't, won't do you any good if the doctor prescribes you medicine, but you don't take it. Right? You have to take it. Your medicine's right here. The Word of God is, is health to our flesh. So as we get into the Word of God, as we read the Word of God in 2023, that's why I recommend the, the Health Food Devotional Book. Because it's, it's Scripture, and then it's a wonderful little teaching and a confession. And I've been using it. I'm starting my third year now. And uh, my health is getting better and better. I'm expecting wonderful health in 2023. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I told you about... I've been, I've been a year uh, free from headaches now. Glory to God. Amen. So expect that. Expect to walk in good health in 2023. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I'm not expecting, you know, oh, Pastor, you know, you're getting older. Well, you know, we're getting, we're getting older. So, you know, you're bound to start feeling worse. You're bound to start developing aches and pains. And you're, but no. I'm expecting robust health in 2023. Expect that. The Bible says Moses, his natural strength was not diminished at 120. Amen. Amen. Expect that. If you expect that, if you expect aches and pains, if you, if you listen to all of that and, and, and listen to people telling you that and say, well, yeah, you know, I am past this certain age now. So I guess that's just normal for this age. If you expect that, that's what you're going to get. But if we expect to walk in health and healing, then we can have it. Amen. 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 And then number three, expect God to continue the good work He started in you. When you got saved, He started a good work in you. Well, expect that good work to continue. Have you grown to the point to where God says, okay, that's enough. You're just going to have to... We're just going to put you in neutral and let you coast till, you know, till the end now. No, no, no. He's still working. He's still working. Expect him to continue that good work. Philippians 1, 6 says, Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it when? Until the day of Jesus, until, until Jesus comes back. So Jesus hasn't come back yet. So I'm expecting God to continue the good work he started in me. In the year of 2023. Amen. Amen? Hallelujah. Expect to walk in victory. Over habits. Over things that have held you back. In the past. Expect to be free. And to walk in victory. In those areas. Hallelujah. Philippians 2.13. Paul continues that thought. And he says this. It's in the New Living. For God is working in you. God. Expect that. To confess that, declare that God is working in me. Hallelujah. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases. Well, Pastor, I don't know. Sometimes I just get up and I just don't have any motivation. I just sometimes I wonder about myself if I'm even, even saved. I, don't, I just don't feel. 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 Oh, you're going by your. Oh, you're letting your feelings dictate. I love what Smith Wigglesworth... I never asked Smith Wigglesworth how he feels. <laughs> Hallelujah. I tell him. Glory to God. 
Amen. So, you may not feel like, you, you might not even feel like you're even saved. You know, Brother Hagin used to tell stories of people that would call him in the middle of the night. Oh, Brother Hagin, pray for me. Be in tears. He thought, oh, some tragedy's happened. What's happened? I just don't feel like I used to. I don't feel close to God. He said, I, did, he said, I had to bite my tongue and, <laughs> instead of telling him how I felt at that moment. After you've awakened me at 3 a.m. And he said, you know, he said, he said, there are times, he said, I don't even feel saved. He said, but let, he said, let me help you here. And, uh, and, and so he did that with a, with a person one time. And he said, I just, I just got down. And he said, I just began to praise God. He said, I wasn't feeling too good at the moment. But I started praising God. I started speaking his word. And all of a sudden, I'm feeling different. What is that? He's stirring, your, your, uh, he's stirring yourself up. It's what... That's what uh, Paul wrote to Timothy. He said, stir up that gift of God that's in you. Amen? Praise God. God is working in you. Giving you the desire. Even when you don't feel like you have any. He says, God will give you the desire to do what pleases Him. And He'll give you the power to accomplish it. Oh, glory. We we can't lose with that. Believe this. Expect for this to happen in your life in 2023 for God to continue the good work He started in you, for God to give you the power and the desire to do what pleases Him. Amen. In the Amplified, He says, not in your own strength, for it's God who is all the while effectually at work in you. Praise God. God is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and the desire, both to will and to work for His good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. Yeah, as Brother Kim Clout would ask, is that in the Bible? There it is, right there. Almost too good to be true, but it's not. Because it's in the Bible. Amen. Claim this. Expect this in your life in 2023. Expect God to use you in greater ways. In 2023, expect Him to work in you and through you. Everything God does for you, He wants to do through you. Amen. Amen. Expect Him to use you in greater and more effective ways in 2023. Expect to bring others to Jesus in 2023. Hallelujah. Has anybody ever set that? Do you set that as an expectation? Lord, use me. I want to bring people to you. I want to lead people to you. I'm expecting that. If we, you know, if we, if you set your expectation at zero, then nothing's going to happen. But if you uh, set an expectation up there, then you might just hit it. Amen. Amen. Expect to bring others to Jesus in 2023. And then finally, expect the good hand of God to be upon you in 2023. Read, come on back up if you would begin to play. What do I mean by that? I mean by the good hand of God being on you. I mean the favor of God. Expect the good hand of God, expect the favor of God to be on you in 2023. Nehemiah 2 and verse 18. Again, so Nehemiah is, is uh, coming along after Jeremiah. Jeremiah prophesied about the destruction of Jerusalem, but then he prophesied hope uh, of, of restoration to the people. And the next generation coming along was after the captivity was Nehemiah and Ezra. And both of them were were used by God to go back and to actually literally fulfill that restoration, rebuilding the temple, rebuilding the walls. 
And so Nehemiah says this in Nehemiah 2 verse 18. And I told them of the hand of my God, which had been good upon me. God had given him favor. Nehemiah was a cupbearer serving the king. And, and he found out about the walls of Jerusalem being torn down and burned. And God put it in his heart to go back and rebuild those walls. And, 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 and God's favor, God's good hand on him began to open the doors and begin to give him the connections to go back and to do that. Hallelujah. Expect the good hand of God to be on you in 2023, giving you favor, causing doors to open for you. Amen. Hallelujah. And the same with Ezra. In Ezra chapter 7, verse uh, 8, it says, And Ezra came to Jerusalem in the fifth month, which was in the seventh year of the king. On the first day of the first month, he began his journey from Babylon. And on the first day of the fifth month, he came to Jerusalem. It took him four months to get there. According to the good hand of his God upon him. For, uh, uh, according to what? According to the good hand of his God upon him. So with both Nehemiah and Ezra, we see this phrase being used, the good hand of God being upon them. Amen. Expect for the good hand of God to be on you in 2023. Hallelujah. According to the good hand of his God upon God prospered his journey. Four months sounds like a long time, but at least he made it. Amen. And, uh, and four months is really not a long time making that, making that journey from Babylon to Jerusalem. But God prospered his journey. God gave him success because of the good hand of God that was on him. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And so verse 10, though, is a, is a real key to this. Look, for, why was the good hand of God upon him? For Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it. And to teach statutes and ordinances in Israel. He knew what his assignment was. He, he was a priest and he knew that he was called to teach the word of God. But he knew before he could teach it, he had to prepare his heart to seek the law of the Lord. And then he had to be a doer of it. See, that applies to all of us. Amen. To position ourselves for the good hand of God, to be honest. To position ourselves for all these blessings and expectation of good then we should do what Ezra did right here. Prepare our heart to seek the law of the Lord. Prepare our heart to seek God's word. Amen. And then to do it. Amen. James tells us it's not just the hearer that's blessed, but the doer of the word. Amen. Jesus said, whoever hears my word and doesn't do it is like a foolish man. But whoever hears my word and does it, it's like a wise man. And even when the storm comes, your house won't fall. Your house will stand. Amen. Amen. He prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach statutes and ordinances in Israel. Amen. And finally this, in Luke 21, Jesus talks about the end of days in which we're there. <laughs> we're there. We're in the end of days. And Jesus tells us what's going to be happening in the end of days. He says, men's hearts failing them from what? What's causing their, them to have heart attacks? From fear and the expectation 
See, their expectation of bad, their expectation of evil, their expectation of bad things is going to actually cause them to have heart attacks and die. Men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Next verse. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now, when these things begin to happen, what should we do? What does he say to his people? What are we to do? Are we to, are we to let our hearts fail uh, uh, from fear and expectation of evil and bad? No. When we see, when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. That's what we should be expecting in 2023. Hallelujah. Amen. Our redemption's drawing near. Stand up with me. Let's make some good declarations right now. Hallelujah. Praise God. Make this declaration. Say, thank you, Father. I'm expecting good from your hand in 2023. You have plans to prosper me. You have plans for wholeness in my life. You have plans to give me a future and a hope. I expect good things from your hand in 2023. I believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord displayed in my life. And in my family in 2023, goodness and mercy are following me all the days of 2023 in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I expect to prosper. I expect to walk in good health. I expect That you will continue the good work you started in me. And I expect the good hand of God to rest upon my life in 2023. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father. We thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed for just a moment. I want to ask here in the auditorium and also those joining us on YouTube. Maybe you've never accepted or or believed on the Lord Jesus. The Bible says whoever trusts in him, whoever calls on him will not be disappointed. In other words, we, we can put our expectation in people and be disappointed, right? We can misplace our expectation. But if you put your expectation in Him, you'll never be disappointed. Maybe you've never done that. Maybe you've never put your hope and your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to give you an opportunity right now to do that. Here in the auditorium and also those joining us on YouTube, you'd say, Pastor, that's me. I've never accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I've never put my hope and my trust in Him as my Savior and for my salvation. But today, I know I need to do that. I need a Savior. 
And that Savior is Jesus. The Bible says there's one mediator between God and men, and that's the man, Christ Jesus. God became flesh in the person of Jesus Christ. He went to the cross. He shed His blood. He died on the cross, taking your place, taking my place, bearing our sins, and God raised Him from the dead the third day. If you believe that and confess that, then Jesus will become your Lord and your Savior. So I want to give you an opportunity to do that. Anybody here in the, in the auditorium, you'd say, Pastor, that's me. If, if it is, just raise your hand. Pastor, I need to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want to put my trust and my hope in Him. Or those of you joining us on YouTube, if that's you, I want to pray with you and lead you in prayer right now. I'd like to ask everybody in the auditorium here to pray it with me. Just put your hand over your heart and let's pray this prayer in support of and, and joining in with those who are joining us on YouTube and praying it uh, there online. So just pray this after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I do believe that Jesus is your Son, that you sent to the earth to die in my place, to bear my sin. He was raised from the dead. And as I call upon him, I am free from the power of sin. I am free from eternal judgment. And Jesus Christ becomes the Lord of my life. And the good hand of God, the favor of God, the mercy of God is over my life now. Lord Jesus, I belong to you. I confess you are my Lord and my Savior. For all the days of my life. Amen. Amen. Praise God. If you prayed that prayer, please get in touch with us here at City on a Hill Church. You can go to our website, cityonahillchurch.us, and uh, contact us there. We'd love to follow up with you. Praise God. Glory to God. I've been praying for you. Have you been praying for me? Praise the Lord. Thank you for doing that. And uh, I've been praying particularly that prayer in Philippians. I love that prayer. Let me just pray it over you as we leave today. Praise God. I've been praying all those Ephesians prayers and, and Colossians prayers and Philippians prayers over you. But let me pray this one today. Praise God. Philippians 1.9. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense to the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Bless you. We bless you today in Jesus' name.